everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crack Die Podcast. My name is Matt. I play Twin Talent on the show. Episode 98. We're so close to 100. Hopefully, Sean's figured something out. We'll see. Two weeks, right? Speaking of two weeks, not this weekend, but next weekend, October 2nd, is the next installment of our Twitch show, where I run Haya, Sean, Pete, and Brent through the Agents of Edgewatch Adventure Path. A little thing we like to call Absalom in Order. Last episode, I made everyone uncomfortable with my role-playing choices, and you can witness that firsthand next weekend, October 2nd, at twitch.tv slash die or twitch.tv slash crackeddy, one word. Now, normally we go from 1 p.m. Eastern Time to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, but on October 2nd, we're going to be changing it up very slightly. We're going to be going an hour early, so we're going from noon Eastern Time to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Life happens, schedules change, it's just a one-time thing, uh, and then we'll be back at the normal schedule three weeks from then. If you haven't previously decided that you liked us enough to give us some of your money, that may be today's decision. And if you decide that, you can do so at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast. It is by your generous contributions that this show is able to exist. So once again, thank you to all of our current patrons, and we look forward to seeing more of you in there soon. One last thing before we get to the show, which I gotta say is a fun one. I had a lot of fun editing this. It's always fun listening back to a show and you know laughing as hard listening to it as I did at the time. So I think this is a good one. I don't want to set you up for too much here, but I think it's a good episode. But before we get to it, I just want to address something that's happened recently. A lot of things have come out, allegations against people at Paizo. I think I've said it multiple times. We're not affiliated with them. They don't sponsor us, buy their shit or don't. We enjoy the creative content that's put out by the writers. Yes, even you, James Sutter, and we use it for our show. Uh, but our motto at the Cracked Eye Podcast and at the Cracked Eye Network has always been that games should be safe, fun, and inclusive for everyone, creators and players alike. And with the recent allegations against Paizo and the company's treatment of employees, we are joining in the call to action for hashtag Paizo Accountability, or as I like to say, pound sign Paizo Accountability, and wish to see these matters investigated and taken seriously. So if you go and you look for hashtag Paizo Accountability, if you search for that, you'll see a list of requests from people. And this isn't like crazy stuff. This is hiring third-party arbitrators or you know people to investigate claims that have happened about you know sexual misconduct or mistreatment of workers, things like that. So it's little stuff like that. It's really baseline, right, at this point in life, in the world, in 2021. I know the pandemic has caused a lot of things to spiral out of control, but, you know, our treatment of other people really shouldn't be that, right? So uh, I don't mean to be on a soapbox, just want to point that out. And if you're unaware of what happened, I encourage you to look into it. But for right now, unless you're going to our Patreon and signing up, let's just get back to the table for episode 98, Spinning Wheel. Welcome to the 98th episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. Here we go. Almost triple digits, guys. I was going to say, have we really been at this this long? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and again, if you add in all the extra like sub-episodes and our blackout episode, we've been at it way longer. The dumb episodes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, no shaming here. Nope. That's, nope. That's, that's all I got for, for that one. Well, I was doing both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to say, uh, we just got another patron. Yes. And it's Christine's grandma. My grandma so. on our Patreon, guys. Thanks, grandma. So, thanks, Nana. It's my dad and my grandma now. 
And I think it's adorable. Yeah, there's no excuse for anyone else out there for not joining our Patreon. Also, my dad has my dad has a mug, and I have to tell him that we just added like baseball caps because he's a dad from Long Island, so he wears them all the time. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh my gosh. So here's the real question here. Is your grandmother going to be joining our Discord now? Oh my god, <laughs> yes. And do we need to edit what we say? <laughs> no. Um, not really. She's apparently listened to a couple episodes so far, and she says it reminds her of the radio programs, and the rules mean absolutely nothing, but she likes following the story. That's fair. Aww. And I warned her, I'm like, I swear like a sailor, so you're probably going to get used to hearing some words you don't usually hear me say at your house. <laughs> Non-grandma words. Also the equivalent of non-Disney words. Mm. Yeah, I, have, I have a friend at work who Lies. listens to the the podcast. At least he tells me he does. And I can't imagine that he gets anything out of the rule stuff. But I, I, I'm guessing he falls along for the story. So that's perfectly fine. Like you, That's the thing about a non-narrative podcast like this. Like, they're episode to episode. There's, there's a story and there's you know character development, hopefully. And, you know, it's like watching a TV show. But it's in your ear. It's a good time. There's character development? There, There is at some points. Hmm. All right. I mean, I'm pretty sure in the first 12 episodes or so, we had some character development. Oh, that that is true. Okay. That is fair. That's, that's probably it. I, I also have a coworker who plays this show for his young children. Oh, no. As oh. bedtime story. No. Oh. Is it like a cautionary tale? Is that what we're doing? Like something like that? <laughs> I definitely use some words that are not suitable for children frequently. I, mean, I am not suitable for children. I haven't warned him about <laughs> ooh yet. Hello, children. Speaking. Hello. If you're if you're a child and you're listening to this, tell your fucking parents they're fucking horrible. <laughs> he's our pa- he's a patron too, yeah, so no, he's shit. a wonderful person. And then take their wallet and continue to give us all of their money. <laughs> it's a secret between us. <laughs> I also will tell you that I know that his child beats him quite routinely at uh, Star Realms, the card game, and also Wingspan. So there you go. That's amazing. This kid is like five? Just started kindergarten. However old you are in kindergarten. so Five or six. Yeah. 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 I think my, my niece is about that age. I don't know if the kid is super smart or my coworker is just really bad at card games and Wingspan. <laughs> I don't think I've played either of those games, so I, I couldn't comment. But anyway, we love we love each and every one of you, all of our patrons. Yes, thank you. I, I really do yes. appreciate everybody we out there that, that helps us out. Absolutely. Wait, where can they get all that sweet, sweet merch from? Oh, all of those are linked in the information section of your podcast. So if you just look down below, that's right. Go ahead. Look down. You can swipe up a little bit. There you go. There you go. It's Not right if there. you're driving. Not You'll if you're see. driving. Not if you're driving. Yeah, if you're driving, please don't do this. But you'll see a link to our merch store and a link to our Patreon, our website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. You can click them. We'll wait. We'll be here. Wait, Timothy. No, you are driving. Stop it. Yeah, stop. If Hey, hey I you, see you driving you, there. Don't do it. You in Perth, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. let's get back to this game. Wait, yes. Do the leggings come in my size? Yes. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we do board games, Robert, I want to see you in some cracked eye leggings. Yes, please. We'll post it onto the Discord, which you can join by joining our Patreon. Anyway, enough plugs. Let's get back to this game. So last time we played, you had all managed to deal with the Kruths in the boathouse. You found a bunch of oil and tinder twigs that Knife Sword decided to drink the 
oily liquid. <sighs> and we wound up finding out that those were... Alchemist fire? M- moderate alchemist fire, yes. Which I told you before you drank it. <laughs> then you also discovered a bound and gagged large green-skinned woman who negotiated her release from a point of being bound and gagged and trying to bilk you for some gold mercenary while she was tied up. You decided to let her keep the skins of the Kruths, and then you headed off to the boats. The large boat that is docked here. The genie's smile? Yes, the genie's smile. Your new friend, Ooh, has decided to accompany you, and you ran into some blood boars along the way and a couple sneaks. Now you have boarded the genie smile, knowing that there are captive people somewhere on the boat. You chased off a couple of the mercenary sailors that were on the boat, and you've bound and gay, well, you've tied up and immobilized a purple-skinned demon-looking thing. Yeah, isn't he like cotton black tentacles or something? Yes. That's what that uh, mark is on the, yeah, Ooh. on the thing. Okay, now I'm yeah, remembering yeah. it. Yeah, that was Knife Sword casting one of my favorite spells he's ever decided to pick up. I believe that's the Land Kraken spell. Mm-hmm. Which would you prefer, this or Gravity Well? Neither. <laughs> Pick neither? Anyway, we're, he, they're, they're restrained by the Land Kraken spell. Ooh had managed to deal a large chunk of damage to this purple-skinned creature. And that's where we left off. It is now the top of round two, and it is Twin Talon's turn. Okay. So, I mean, we're still fighting this guy. If I remember correctly, I had hit him. So if I hit him, he's got debilitating strike where all my attacks do extra 2d6 damage. Yeah. I'm just going to show you all a picture of what his mm-hmm. face looks like. Ooh. That's, um... Looks like... Skeletor and steroids. <laughs> yeah. With horns? Yeah. With like, it's like if you took Skeletor and made him a dinosaur. <laughs> so he's Skeletor? Skeletosaurus? But an anthropomorphic dinosaur, not like a straight up. <laughs> like a furry version of a dinosaur. Oh, We're not getting into this early. Again. Which are scalies, <laughs> as we've discussed in the past. Oh, that's right. Scalies. Scalies. <laughs> I hate it here. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> okay. Okay. Twin Talon. All right. So Twin Talon is going to do the thing that he does, and he's going to stab this guy. 27 will hit. Okay. Hell yeah. So I am going to reapply the debilitating strike at plus 2d6. Okay. So 23 damage. 23 damage. Which is 2d6 regular weapon damage, 2d6 sneak attack, 2d6 from the debilitating strike, 1 from backstabber, and then the plus 10 from just normal plus damages. So, I rolled pretty poorly with all of the dice, but it's fine. So, now that that's been hit once, let's do it again. Alright. Oh, he's also sickened. I forgot about that. And he is flat-footed to me as well, by the way. Uh, yes. It's 34 to hit. 34 will crit. Okay, great. Very nice. Because he is flat-footed to you. Hell yeah. Number 51, piercing. Tongue piercing. The target must succeed at a DC5 flat check to cast spells with the verbal component until healed. So, not great, but it's double damage either way. 
Well, actually, it is great because he is a caster. Sweet. Oh, <laughs> I didn't remember that being true, but great. That's because he hadn't been able to cast a spell <laughs> yet. <laughs> well, good. Let's keep that to be the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And now he won't. No spells for you, sir. Uh, so double damage. Okay, so that plus... Okay, so that's 27 times 2 is 54 damage. 54 damage. Damn. Describe your kill of this demon. Nice. Okay, so that was tongue piercing. So uh, Twin Talon gets the first strike in, kind of catches him in the ribs, and as the creature's hands kind of go down to grab at it, Twin Talon takes his short sword and thrusts it up through the bottom of his jaw, through the top of his head, and then pulls it out clean. And the demon crumples to the floor in a sulfury smelling heap. As black ichor leaks out of him. Soraya, it is your turn. That was two actions. Oh, no, it isn't. That's, it's still Twin Talon's turn. Yeah, I was going to say. Rude. I always want to end it on like a cool finish like that. That's yeah, right? Fair. That is fair. So... So Twin Talon, there's this massive tentacles in between him and, like, everything else. So he is going to move up the stairs to the southwest. 15. There's nothing up there. There's It's the, um, what's the steering wheel of a ship called? The helm? Is it the steering wheel? The helm, yes. Steering wheel it's now. The it's uh, the big wooden steering wheel is up there. <laughs> but other than that, there's nothing else there. There is a door, but it is by the land bracket. Okay. Uh, so Twin Talon kind of gets up to get some perspective. There's nobody on the uh, on the aft deck, so he will say as much. He'll be like, nobody up here. And then he'll point to the two sailors who are still on the deck of the ship. He'll say, it's never too late to surrender. And then Tesani is going to... She is five feet in the air. Who is? Tesani. She's flying. Yes, yes, she's flying. So 5, 10, 15, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50. So she flies to the the bow of the ship, the front of the ship, and starts squawking in the sailor's face. Okay, Soraya. Um, she's going to look around and take stock of the situation. <laughs> Brianna, do you have that handled over there? I think so. I think it should be okay. Wonderful. So she's going to follow Tasani then to... That sailor, let me see how far that's going to take her. Um, I will take my 30 feet of movement for one action, and then I think I'll take two actions to move, because otherwise I'm out of my bomb-throwing range. I don't feel like taking those penalties. Uh, and then she is going to pull out, let's go for a uh, moderate frost vial. She's going to lob it at that, that sailor. All right. How's a 31? Hell yeah. Uh, a 31 will... Sweet. So that, I believe, is 2d6 cold damage and a 10-foot speed penalty. Great. Great. You ain't going nowhere, girl. All right, so eight damage. Yeah, I had to move twice to get there, so I believe that's my whole action. She'll just... <laughs> he did ask if he wanted to surrender. Knife sword. I'm going to cast magic missile. At what level? Uh, let's go all the way to level four, three action. No, better yet, level six. And which mercenary are you aiming at? The one in the bow. The one at the bow. Wow. You're, you're casting a level six magic missile? Level five. Okay. I did say six. Okay. But it's labeled as level five and six, so I just gotta read the category. Got it. They're the same. 
<laughs> so it's a fistful of D4s. <laughs> yep. Uh, how much damage is that? 39. Uh, okay. How many actions did you use? Three. Three, okay. About tree 50. About <laughs> tree 50. So a whole lot of little bolts fly out of your hands and hit this sailor in the chest. And they stagger back a little bit, not leaving their square, as they get machine gunned with magic. All right, it is now one of the sailor's turns. The sailor is going to attempt to break free of these black tentacles. Knife Sword, what is your spell, DC? 29. 29, and they need to use athletics? Oh, no, it's just an unarmed attack against... Oh, boy. That's not good. Doesn't sound like they're very good at unarmed attacks. Seven! That looks promising. That is a critical failure. Also, that can't possibly be true. That can't be right. They have a plus four to hit? They have a plus four strength. Uh-huh. And they still get all their proficiency bonus. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, let me... Let me roll that again. No, no, I you guess. rolled a three. We're going to keep that. <laughs> yeah, but let's yeah, just... Okay. I agree. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> I rolled a three. Let's just make sure the modifier 15. is correct. There you go. Plus 15 is still not enough. 15, 18. 18. It's still a critical fail. Okay. And I don't get free. I can't attempt an escape until my next turn. You just sit there in abject horror contemplating how your life turned into a hentai film. Nope. <laughs> not that, just that. They're going to swing at one of the black tentacles with their scimitar, and that spells DC. So 29 again. And this is their second attack, by the way. It is. Mm. That's a two. Yikes. <laughs> I almost feel bad. On a die. On two on the die. Are you out of quarters yet? It's a critical fail. And you know what happens when you critically fail an attack? You draw a card. Everyone gets a card. This is uh, <laughs> Mealy slipped. I fall prone. I can't think of anything worse than falling prone into a mass of proby tentacles. Like I don't know. Like, when they already like, have you. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. There's just squelching sounds coming from that part of the deck, I think. No! <laughs> I mean, if you think about it from the tentacles perspective, they just appeared in this world and you know, they're brand new and very curious, and they really mm-hmm. only have one sensory uh, sense, you know. like Yeah, it's like toddlers putting what? keys in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you hear a scream coming from, the, from that corner. <laughs> the other sailor, the one that is frozen and just got machine gunned with magic, will take their first action of moving 15 feet to climb up on the barrel. Second action is to jump off the boat dock and land in the water, which is 50. Oh, I got to do falling damage. Yep. Oh. It's half into the water. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's uh, as bad. And he doesn't jump off the dock, right? He jumps off the front of the boat. The bow of the boat, yeah. 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 He bludgeoning eat the half the distance. So if they fall 20 feet. So they take five damage. Five yeah. damage, but they take half of that. So they no, take- no, no. I've already done all the math. 20 feet is 10 damage divided by 2 is 5. Thank you. How did you get (laughs) 2? I have 5. And then they start to swim away, clearly surrendering and trying to get away. That is completely fair. Yep. Next up. Oh no. Is anyone going to pursue the fleeing sailor? Nah. Do we have any reason to? Taysana is just going to follow them and land on their head. 
<laughs> Scream in their face. Tassana <laughs> and Jasper up. together are both just like... Tassana yeah, is a medium creature, so it's like a person just like landing on your head as you're trying to swim away. While you're trying to swim, that's gonna drown them. <laughs> ah! Carry me, carry me. <laughs> Tassani has been spending too much time with Knife Sword, if that's what she's yelling now. Yeah, she's just in, she's trying to get in the guy's backpack. She's seen Knife Sword do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they have anything shiny, Jasper probably is hiring them for it, too, so. Yeah. Ooh, it is your turn. Is there anybody left? I don't think so. There's this, there's this one sailor who's being groped by tentacles. Okay. But you would have to move into the tentacles, which means they would attack at you. Um, you know, I don't think anybody knows this about me, but I've been on a pirate ship, so I'm just gonna walk up to the helm and, and go have myself a little party up on top. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ooh comes up next to Twin Talon, stands up by the, the ship wheel, draws out Oh, Sean. Yes. She just said it. She just (laughs) said it. There you go. (laughs) The roundy wood thing with the spiky bits on the outside. Look, I did marry him for his brain. (laughs) It hooks to the flippity flap in the back of the ship to make it go this way and that way. The spinny spinny steery steery. (laughs) We love you, Sean. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, like I didn't marry him for his brain <laughs> just be pretty just be pretty it's not the rugged good looks either so we're in trouble oh no uh, I mean oh, I, th- I think he's approaching himbo territory oh, oh. polite strong dumb as fuck <laughs> <laughs> Sean the Himbo! I stand for Sean the Himbo. I love it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She draws a longsword, makes a swinging noise with it as she swings her sword around. (laughs) Is that all you're going to do? Am I am I not at the steering wheel? I'm just I'm just pretending to drive right now. Okay, you make vroom vroom noises. Got it. <laughs> Why would a boat vroom? It's it's fine. Everything's fine. Just just let them have their moments of spinny spinny turny turny and vroom vroom. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> All right, I think I'm gonna set a. Is it a condition that if knife sword does, um dispel the tentacles she will move to at least incapacitate the sailor hopefully either grapple or pin them or tie them up so we can question them so I will hopefully be able to speak as a free action be like knife sword let me let me pass the tentacles let's get to this mercenary I, I think they're, they're spooked enough <laughs> I also forgot on knife sword's turn please roll 1d6 damage okay because the tentacles do damage to the sailor. Boom. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course he gets a six. Woo! So, yes, you definitely hear screaming. All right, so Brianna is delaying mm-hmm. that if Knife Sword dismisses the tentacles, she will move in there. Mm-hmm. All right. Twin Talon, you're at the spinning wheel thing. Yep. Twin Talon is going to delay. Okay. 
because there's nothing happening, and I don't think she probably does. I think she's probably delaying as well, because ready means you only ready one action. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. So I think we're all just kind of waiting until there isn't a bunch of tentacles in our way. Yeah. Yeah, if it seems like the plan is to drop the tentacles, she'll move like 10 feet, because that takes her a little closer to this trapped sailor without being in the massive tentacles, and then yeah, she'll also wait. Uh, knife sword. Uh, no problem, I'll drop the, the tentacles, um, but really, b- before I do that, could you please sign this? What? Sign what? Uh, nothing, it's just a little zoning, rezoning form. Why is this a waiver? What what waiver this from? Or for, rather? I, I just, I just, I'm just thinking of opening a little business. Hmm, sounds suspicious. Let's, let's just not and say we did. Well, I'll, I'll table it for now, we'll bring it back later. And he drops the tentacles. Okay, so that's one action. We're gonna just magic missile. Alright. Nice. What level? Level two, two action magic missile. As they get hit for seven points of damage as more magic flies out of your hands and just riddles this character with <laughs> magical bullets. Alright, so Brianna, mm-hmm. would you like to act now? Yeah. Alright. Gonna double move. How are they doing currently? Are they still prone? Uh, they are still they're still slipped on the deck. They're down. They're kind of covering themselves with their arms like, oh, God, don't let those tentacles hit me anymore. I'm not going to ask an invasive question about that. Nope. Yeah, let's, let's, nope. Uh, let's <laughs> leave it as, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. So in that case, Brianna is going to uh, put the tip of her scimitar against the sailor's throat and ask, do you yield? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like she would not attack somebody when they're down. Yeah, it seems very dishonorable. Yeah. They definitely yield and start crying. I just took it for the, the job for the money. <laughs> I understand. Twin Talon will look at Ooh, pointedly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he will, without breaking eye contact, just walk down onto the deck. <laughs> Until he like basically breaks the plane where he can't see her anymore. Up on the Choo Choo, <laughs> baby, come back! <laughs> you can blame it all on me. Oh boy! All right, so combat is over. Well, uh, look around and sh- should we question them? What what should we say, guys? Help me out here, please. So I'm just gonna go over what we know the state of things to be, and then just Sean, if you could just correct me if I'm wrong. Will do. There were three places that we were told to go. Correct. One was the boathouse, because that's where they were going to like set the fire from, so we went there first. Mm-hmm. This was the ship where they had taken a great deal of prisoners to. This is their getaway mm-hmm. vessel. And then the last one was the six shields or nine, nine shield shields. smokehouse. Correct. Nine shield smokehouse. It had fewer shields when I was here last time. So the purpose of us being here was to liberate anybody on board and also cut off any escape of people when we go to the Nine Shield Smokehouse. If they do get away, they would come back to a ship which is full of armed peasants basically. So, I I don't know what we would ask the sailor at this point, other than maybe details about who else is on this boat and uh, you know what we could expect at the smokehouse. Where are the prisoners? Do you have the keys? Yeah. Who's gonna run down and just like grab him by his shirt and say, I want my ship back! Well, that's a good place to start. Do you know where this young lady's ship is? I I suppose. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, we sank it. Oh, well, there you go. Ooh, put them down. I still need to ask questions. Oh, my baby! My baby! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh... She, she throws him over. No! Oh! <laughs> I said they still need... Oh, I give up. Splash. Well, and they go overboard. What, what skill is it to use rope tricks? Because, <laughs> I mean, if we can, like, lasso them... Wait, do I have a reaction? <laughs> uh, I will give you a reaction to try and grab them, yes. <laughs> what do I roll? <laughs> uh, we're going to call this grabbing an edge. Okay. So reflex. So, so give me a reflex save. 27. All right, you managed to catch their wrist as they're flying over the edge. Brianna will be saying some very less than savory things under her breath in, in uh, oh, geez, Verizian. There we go. Okay. And and pull them back over, be like, uh, apologies. Our companion is was very fond of her sheep. So to avoid that happening again, we would very much appreciate any information you may have, as well as perhaps the the keys to uh, the, the cells where the prisoners are kept. I, I was just hired. I don't have any of the keys. Um, uh, uh, they're down below. Um, there's down, down below where, where the guards are. And, and the guards would have these keys? Yes. Good. Well, then I'm going to release your wrist and pray. Are, you, are they still dangling over the water? Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I pulled them back. Oh, okay. But I'm, okay. I'm still holding fast. I'm going to release your wrist. I cannot vouch for what my companion will do, so I would uh, very much suggest you run <laughs> to safety. Who makes the pointing at my eyes, pointing at his eyes, <laughs> and like, draws her finger across her neck? <laughs> would anyone else like to do anything while this interrogation scene is happening? Twintal would like to uh, search the demon to see if he has anything on him. Okay. All right. Knife sword? I'm just going to fill out some paperwork. Okay. And Soraya. Can I assume that the door near Twin Talon is to like the, the captain's quarters? Yes, that is a good guess. Cool. I'm going to figure out where we can get below decks. All right. So, Matt, as you are searching the demon's body, he doesn't have anything. I mean, he's wearing basically a loincloth to uh, cover his bits. But other than that... All right. Actually, that's not true. You find a key. Okay. That's kind of what I was looking for, honestly, was a key or keys. Yes. But good. All right. Uh, yep. Twin Town will take the key. The mercenary looks at Ooh, looks at Brianna, looks at the motion Ooh is making at them, mm-hmm. and decides to jump overboard and start to swim away because getting to the other side of the boat is not possible at this moment. <laughs> So they splash down and start to swim away. Are they okay? Do they survive? Oh, yeah, they're fine. Okay. It's actually a really nice dive. Okay. Good form. Uh, very little splash. Nice. Golf claps all around. <laughs> Nines and tens from everyone, except for the Ustalavian judge, who gives it a five. <laughs> Soraya, you see that there is a ladder leading down to below deck through this grate. Is there a way to pick up the grate? Yes, you can lift up the grate and move it and you see a ladder going down. Shall we um, see if the prisoners are down there? Might as well. The sailor said something about the the prisoners being down below, so might as well go and look. 
I'm just saying I call dibs on this ship when we are done. This is my ship now. Your ship, absolutely. Look at me. I am the captain now. Hey, it, it works. Absolutely. Yeah, so once Twintelon has the key, he's going to try it on the door that's next to him. Uh, it unlocks and it opens. Great. Uh, it is completely empty and dark except for the lamp on the table and the candle next to the bed. This large cabin is as wide as the ship. A single bed occupies a wide nook on the starboard wall, next to a chest of drawers built into the ship's hull. A heavy table with a few chairs around it bears several large sheets of parchment. Okay, so the bed is to my left as I come in. All right, Twin Towns left. There is a set of drawers built into the ship's hull near the bed, and then there are papers on the table. Yes, that is correct. Okay, so Twin Talon will come in if uh, other people are coming in with him. Yep, Brianna will follow, as always. Uh, like, uh, why don't you check out the papers on the table? I'm going to see if there's anything interesting in these drawers. Okay. Who's going to fall behind and come crashing and be like, ooh, that bed's mine, and jump right on it? <laughs> okay. Uh, it is it is surprisingly comfortable, the bed. Soraya, what are you doing? I'll follow along. Do a cursory search for anything interesting that might be more magical or uh, alchemical in nature. Or just shiny. So, Brianna, as you look at the papers, mm-hmm. you notice that they are detailed diagrams of the ship you are currently on. And you see pencil markings, like adjusting how the ship is configured below deck and it looks like someone is trying to retrofit the ship to hold more slaves hmm i see i will pass that information along to my companions saying that it it does appear that they were continuing to uh try and and make the ship more slave friendly let us let us say slave inclusive i'm not comfortable talking anymore well, I guess if there's enough people here, they might have ran in a room and thought their fortunes were going to be good enough that they could afford to increase the capacity of the ship. Indeed. Well, that's not exactly acceptable. No. Do I find anything interesting in the drawers? Absolutely. You find a sack of gold. Hmm. As you open it up, you notice that it is has gold, silver, platinum, and is a total of 540 gold pieces. Like, Value of 540 gold. Okay. So Twin Town will put that into his bag of holding. You also notice a bright green cape with gold trim. Okay. He'll take that out. Shake it out. Give me a perception check. Uh, Okay. Perception. And if it is visual based, I get a plus two. Just FYI. It is visual based. Uh, 31. All right. You critically succeed at this. Okay. So as you look at it. You notice that in the gold lining, you notice that a name is stitched into it. Sadrani Vashinarstil. I'm going to put that into the chat so you can all see how badly I said that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay. Is that is that a name that I recognize? Well, since you critically succeeded, you remember that last name is one of the noble families of Kintargo. Hmm. And you know that... That family owns a business called Sunset Imports. Sunset Imports. Okay. Does that name sound familiar? Yes. That yeah. is not the first time you've heard that name. Wasn't that something to do with the uh, the Scarlet Triad? Mm-hmm. Yes. Good memory, honey. I vaguely remember. Maybe that's where the the guy with the eyes so light they look like they were empty 
was supposed to meet his contact. Matt, take a hero point for remembering that. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good job. That is absolutely correct. Yeah, I definitely remember hearing about Kintargo, but I did not remember those details. So good on you, Matt. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. Hell yeah. Uh, this item obviously belongs to that name that I put in there. Mm-hmm. And... Sidrani Vashner still? Yes. Their family is a noble family of Kintargo, and that family owned a business called Sunset Imports. Okay. Do we think that they still own it? Uh, yes. We think that that is true, that they would still own it. Okay. So what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to deduce is, is this person, like, do we think that the Scarlet Triad has, like, disposed of them and taken their stuff? Or do we think that they are in league with the Scarlet Triad? I'm going to assume they're in league. That is my... Yeah, that's that's the, the feeling I'm getting to. So Twin Talon is going to hold the cape up to Knife Sword. And be like, Knife Sword, does this, does this smell magical to you? It smells musty to me. <laughs> uh, knife Sword. I'm going to try to detect magic on it. So yes, there is magic. And if you look in the chat, you will see uh-huh. the list of skills you can click on to roll to see if you can identify it. There we go. Twin Talon. Six seed. Of course. Good job, honey. I was about to have Jasper roll because he has speech now. (laughs) (laughs) You recognize this item as what is called a cape of the Mount Bank. The cape of the Mount Bank? I love these. What? I heard cave of the Outback. Yeah, (laughs) it's got a blooming onion inside of it. That's what it does. It just produces blooming onions. Ooh, I'm in. (laughs) This bright green and gold cape is often interlaced with glittery threads and serves as a distraction. While wearing the cape, you gain a plus two item bonus to deception checks. As an action for two actions interact once per day, you can cast Dimension Door. The space you leave and the one you appear in are filled with puffs of smoke that make anyone within concealed until they leave the smoke or the end of your next turn, at which point the smoke dissipates. Strong winds immediately dissipate the smoke. So this is an excellent item for a rogue. You can teleport behind somebody, you're immediately concealed from them, and you can just stab the shit out of them for two turns, basically. Sounds great. Ninja dust. Yeah, ninja vanish. So Take it, I say. Yeah. I don't know that anyone's going to get more use out of it than Twin Talon will. Uh, I was actually hoping it was something else when we first found it, uh, because I have boots of elven kind, and I was hoping it was a cape of elven or a cloak of elven kind. Yeah. Because they work very well together. But cape of the mount bank's good, too. So that's equipped on you. And Matt, I just want to let you know, you currently have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine invested items yes of the maximum of 10 yes i'm aware yes (laughs) yeah so that's what you find up where they walk up where they run okay so see that's where his brain is but i hear mountebank and i think sweeney todd (laughs) that's fair i thought it was the place where the uh canadian mounted police keep their money (laughs) that's the mountie Uh, bank (laughs) yeah so mountbank in case anyone is curious or mountebank actually actually pronounced the the e there a little bit is a person who deceives others especially in order to trick them out of their money a charlatan (laughs) oh boy 
Checks out. So, Cape of the Liar. It fits for <laughs> Twin Talon. Does it? And I mean, with how with how gaudy it sounds, it could be the Cape of the Pickup Artist. <laughs> it could be. Deception plus two. You got a peacock and you got to lie to the women. Just remember, you get a plus eight to negging now. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> boy, <No>. oh boy. <laughs> that was the thing somebody said once. Okay, so where are y'all headed next? Down below. Soraya found a ladder leading down. Oh, like through the grates on the top there? Yeah, so you can pull this grate up and there is a ladder. It's actually this square, I'm sorry. So it is directly north of Ooh. It is to the far, it's to the far right side of that grate. Okay, and is there anything securing it to the uh, so that people from below can't get out? Uh, no, there is not. Hmm. Uh, okay. Interessant. Twin Talon is going to ask Tasani to basically go up into the crow's nest and just keep an eye out and make a racket if, if Tasani sees anybody approaching. Wait a minute. I thought Tasani was with a sailor on their head as they swam away. No, no, I thought about it, but it's a funny image. But right. Tasani is now 55 feet in the air, <laughs> sitting in the crow's nest. I guess it would be a pterodactyl's nest at this point. Is now. Yeah. She she fits, she sits, right? So who's going, who's lifting the grate? Who's going down? Uh, strength checks are not my forte. Either ooh or I will, or if it requires two people, I'm sure. Yeah, it is large, so I, I think the two of you would have to lift it up. All right. Oh, would you like to come help me move the grate? Okay. <laughs> okay. I can't tell if you're sad or excited about the bed. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I was I was just in the middle of a beautiful daydream. <laughs> well, I apologize for interrupting. Perhaps you can uh, <laughs> do that for next time. All right, let's lift this grate together. All right. So you lift up the grate. It seems very dark down in the hold. The only light coming down is is through the grates. Okay. Who will be going down first? Because it is a ladder and you can only go down one at a time. Ooh, can you see in, in the dark? I think so. Yeah, and Twin Talon will follow down behind the ladies. Uh, he's got dark vision, so. Ooh has low light vision. Really? Yeah. I thought I thought half orcs had dark vision. I have full dark vision. I'll double check. I may have missed it. I haven't played a half orc in second edition, so I could absolutely be wrong. Nope, low light. Huh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I have full dark vision. Um, Do you want to go for it? I mean, does anybody have a torch or something we can use? Let's just start by by doing that, I suppose. Uh, we do have an ever-burning torch, I think. I know Jasper was carrying one for a while. Yeah. Well, that's right. Twin Talon, did you say you don't have dark vision, you have low light? or do you? No, do I, have I have dark vision. vision. I have the okay. goggles. You know, point do, to his goggles. Do we want to go down first and then, like, have Ooh and Brianna follow with the torch? It wouldn't be bad just to go down, look around, and then... Make sure it's clear before we uh, like light a torch and bring everybody else down. That sounds like a plan. Shall we be stealthy about it? I think that would be wise, yes. I'm always stealthy. <laughs> well, I have to put a little more effort into it. I'm sorry. All right. So, <laughs> Twin Talon, <laughs> go ahead and go down yeah. first, if you'd like. Or Soraya, whoever. Uh, Soraya. All right, Soraya. I'm just hopping down. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Listen, he said, oh, fuck. That makes me very nervous. So... <laughs> By the way, I got a 39 to my stealth check. I got a 32. Nice. Wonderful. Good job, guys. Each of the support beams in this cramped hold bear heavy bolts affixed to manacles. A few low benches sit above the bilge water and accumulated filth. Two large wooden gates in the ceiling provide the room's only illumination. 
you see 38 people chained to the walls with muck and bilge water at their feet. Now, Gross. another thing that happens is we're going to use those stealth rolls that the two of you just made for initiative. Oh, no. Hmm. Okay. Oh, if it's an initiative, I get a plus two. So that makes it a total of what? 41. Saraya, what did you roll for your Good job. Spell? Wow. Uh, 32. I don't have any bonuses. So the three of you who are still above deck... Please give me mm-hmm. a normal perception-based initiative. The reason it's perception-based is because you are going to hear, hopefully, hear fighting before, you know. Hopefully yes. being the operative word, of course. Talon, since you are so, so stealthy, you land, uh-huh. and as you turn around, getting off the ladder, you see a dwarf snarling and growling at you, who is not handcuffed. Who is very burly. Just a point of order. Twin Talon doesn't use ladders. Okay. He just jumps down things. As you jump down, you turn around and you see this dwarf. And you are face to face with him. And we will see what happens next. No. What? No. <laughs> we just got here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Crack Die Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path, are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. 